So as some of you know, and some of you might not know, um, in the month of September, I ran both a full marathon and my first ever ultra marathon. And what I'm going to do today is recap both the marathon and the ultra marathon and some ways that they uh, connected one another, some lessons that I learned about running, but also some lessons that I learned about life. Um, it was a pretty cool experience for me to, uh, especially the ultra marathon was a pretty profound experience for me. And so I'm going to do my best to articulate some of the experiences that I learned, some of the lessons that I learned, uh, and some of the ways that it felt. But in order to, to tell the whole story, I also need to talk about the marathon that I ran three weeks earlier. So on September 9th, I ran the big Cottonwood Canyon marathon in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, it was a really fun event. It's the third time that I've run that race. The first time I ever ran it, I finished in about five hours. And uh, I had a lot of fun this year because I feel like I was super dedicated with my training. And I went into that race really feeling in the best shape of my entire life. And I purposely kind of left some in the tank, but I was running at a pretty good pace. And about 10 miles in, I started looking at my watch and checking my pace. And I realized that if I maintained that pace or picked it up a little bit, that I would have a chance of finishing the marathon in less than four hours, which is a more than an hour faster than my first marathon and more than 40 minutes faster than my previous PR. But granted, I'd noticed this at about mile 10, 10, 10 or 11. Um, and so I decided at that point that I would go for it and see if I could finish the marathon in less than four hours. And it was a pretty cool experience because there was a new route and the new route took me past my grandparents' old house, my old neighborhood, and just a really kind of a nostalgic new path for me that I was running. But what, what ended up having to happen is that I had to dig really, really deep for really, really long. Um, I started getting in a whole lot of pain in about mm, mile 18, 19 or so. But I was pretty committed to getting this sub four hour threshold on the marathon. Um, so anyway, long story short, I ended up maintaining the pace. My final uh, mile of the marathon was actually my fastest marathon of them all. And I finished in three hours and 54 minutes, uh, which to reiterate was more than 40 minutes faster than my previous personal best in the marathon distance. <coughs> so I was super excited about it. In fact, when I finished the marathon, I was overwhelmed with emotion. And I think that it was tied to how deep I had to dig for as long as I had to dig, um, you know, 14, 15 miles of like really digging deep and feeling a bunch of pain. But man, I was proud. I was, I was ecstatic to finish in less than four hours. Um, you know, fair amount of pain, but, but, but did and I was thrilled and started to kind of look ahead to the ultra marathon, which was three weeks later. Um, and I'll get to some of that because in hindsight, I think if the, marath if the ultra marathon was my ultimate goal, there are some things I would have done differently in the marathon. Uh, that being said, I've never been one to, you know, uh, do anything halfway. And so I'm super proud of the results I got in the marathon. I'm super excited about finishing a sub four hour marathon, which is a huge deal for me. It's also, also a testament to the idea that through hard work and dedication, we can accomplish just about any goal. I'm definitely not a 
uh, physically gifted person by any means. I'm just dedicated and I stick to my training. And so it's fun to see those results sort of compound and see the, you know, the marathon distance uh, to carve over an hour off of that time was, was pretty exciting. Um, three weeks later, though, I signed up for an event called 24 Hours of Palmer Lake. <coughs> and uh, the way that this event works is it's a 0.82-mile loop around Palmer Lake, Colorado. And there's no set distance. There's no finish line. You are set to run for 24 hours. And one of the most interesting things for me was I literally was in pain from the first step. So the day before the ultra marathon, I tried to do a little shake out, like loosen up run. And I ran two or three miles in Parker. And I was nervous because I knew that the top of my left foot was hurting pretty bad. And that was a result from the marathon running and my shoes were pretty tight. And I just knew that I had kind of done some long-term damage there. So the day of the ultra marathon, literally first step, I was in a significant amount of pain and uh, started running and I started cramping up and getting tight about 10 miles in, which for perspective is incredibly uncommon with as much as I've been running and the type of shape that I'm in at the moment. I had anticipated that I would go into the ultra marathon and get to the 50K mark, which is about 31 miles before I started feeling significant pain. And that's because I was crushing marathons. I was in great marathon shape. In hindsight, I think I had overtrained. But the point is, is that from the very first step of the marathon, I was in a significant amount of pain and 10 miles in, which is nothing, I was significantly tight and uh, really my, my legs were just killing me the entire time. Um, but I ended up running 65.61 miles um, in just about 16 hours before I finally called it good. And I'm really excited about it because I had never ran further than 26.2 miles. So to go from 26.2 to 65.6, I was pretty proud of that effort. Genuinely felt like my body quit before my mind did, which was an important thing for me. I wanted to make sure that I didn't quit, um, that uh, that that my body did. But there were some takeaways from it that I think are important, and I'm just excited to share some of the the profound experiences that I had attempting, you know, my first ever ultra marathon. The first of which is that I really believe we all need to set massive goals. Uh, I would not have been able to run 65.6 miles had I not set the goal to run 100 miles. And I think that there's a powerful lesson there and a really cool takeaway in this idea that if you don't set huge goals, you'll never really know how far you can go, how, how, how much you can accomplish without those huge goals. So the biggest takeaway for me was to set massive goals because the worst case scenario would be you set a huge goal, you end up not necessarily reaching that goal, but you did something remarkable anyway. Had I set my goal at 50 miles or 50 kilometers, I would have stopped at 50 miles or 50 kilometers. I even originally had a goal set for 100 kilometers. And when I hit my 100 kilometer mark, I was feeling great. I actually ran the 62nd mile, which is my, which was the 100 kilometer mark. I was FaceTiming my mom and having a lot of fun and then continued on to, to 65.6 miles. Um, but I don't believe I would have gotten that far had I not set that big of a goal. <coughs> 
So that's the first uh, first takeaway from it. Um, but the other thing that I thought was really powerful is it was the first time when I'm reflecting back on the ultra marathon, it was the first time in my life that I can recall that I was genuinely 100% present the entire time. And until you're 100% present in a situation, I don't think we realize how distracted and how uh, attention draining our lives have become with technology and work and families. To be truly present, I have found is remarkably rare. And it was a really cool experience for me because while I still had technology, I still had friends and family come in and support. I FaceTimed people. I made phone calls. I, you know, I was, I was definitely still connected. But I can truly say that I was 100% present the entirety of the experience. So even when somebody would FaceTime me to give me support, I was present in that conversation. I was present in the FaceTiming moment. And when I was running, I was present with the run. Uh, in fact, I think it was interesting that most of the time I never even had music on. I just ran and I, I never really felt the need for music or distractions or anything. I was truly present. And I think that it's a really powerful experience to find situations in life that we can be truly present in and absorb all of the emotions that come with that. Um, it let me reflect, it let me think, it let me not be distracted, and it made everything so crystal clear that I think we can accomplish that even without running ultra marathons. But I, I am hopeful to take that lesson of being truly present and carry it on past, past the ultra marathon and, and into the rest of my life because it was a really powerful experience. And I felt like something I want to take away to, to other components of, of my life is to be more, more present. Um, the other interesting thing about it was very drastic swings in highs and lows. Um, and this really wide spectrum of joy and sorrow and excitement and discouragement and highs and lows and pain. And it, the, I, I got to feel every single emotion in the spectrum of emotions, you know, within a 17 hour time span. But my takeaway from that was, is that those wide variety of emotions, the highs, the lows, the joys, the sorrows, those are the things that make life rich. And those are the things that make life worth living. And you can't have the highs without the lows. You can't have the joy without the sorrow. And so it was really cool to see, to work through the lows and find the next high that I never knew was there for me in a, on a physical endeavor. Um, you know, usually when I finish a marathon, I'm in a whole lot of pain, but I finished, I get to the finish line and I'm done. In ultras, I found you have to push through the lows and there is another high that occurs, which was just profound that, you know, 62 miles into a race, I hit my stride again and I was running and I was smiling and I was having fun. And I think that that applies to life in really unique ways that if we can just persevere through the lows, the highs will come again and the highs will be all the more enjoyable because we made it through the lows and allowing ourselves to feel the highs and the lows is important. I think that we have a tendency sometimes of trying to, so the best way I can explain this is, is I think that if you think about your life in a spectrum of highs and lows, right? So you've got 
highs are up here, lows are here. I think a lot of times people have a tendency in an attempt to protect themselves, set artificial barriers on how high the highs can be and how low the lows can be. We build walls. We don't let ourselves be totally vulnerable. We don't open ourselves for failure. And we kind of let ourselves, we, we, we intentionally put parameters on our lives that then limit the spectrum of emotions we can feel. Um, and I think that people do it in different ways, but I, I think that you understand what I'm trying to say. So a good way for me to explain that would be, let's say that, uh, you know, you're, you're, there's, there's somebody out there that's like way into fantasy football, right? And so they've set some parameters on the spectrum of emotions they're going to allow themselves to feel. And it's usually related to, for the sake of conversation, let's say a, a fantasy football team or a, a sporting event or whatever. And if the event does well, they, they feel some highs. If the event feels low, you know, if they don't do well, they, they feel some lows. But because of parameters that we've put in our lives, limiting our risk, deciding how far we're going to push ourselves, deciding how massive of goals we're going to set, we limit the top end of the emotion, the spectrum of our emotions. We also limit the bottom spectrum of our emotions by doing things like, you know, keeping walls up and not letting people fully in or not being vulnerable, or not setting ourselves up for situations that we can fail at. And so you end up with this kind of constricted spectrum of emotions of highs and lows because of the, the parameters that we've put on. Well, when I'm running an ultra, there's no way to limit it. The lows are really, really low. The highs were really, really high. And so it felt like my spectrum was like, you know, enormously big. And the highs were really high. The lows were really low. And the takeaway from that was that it was a really beautiful way to experience the emotions of life. And I think that we can convey that well beyond ultra running and let ourselves live a life that is rich by allowing ourselves to feel high highs, low lows, and everything in between. Because when you let yourself feel all of the emotions, you let yourself be grounded, you let yourself be vulnerable. And you open yourself up to new experiences that I really do believe contribute to a rich life. And so a huge takeaway for me for the ultra was that idea of experiencing all the highs, all of the lows in a small window of time that contribute to a, a really, really rich life. Um, the other takeaway I have, though, is that every single one of us, every single one of us, is capable of far more than we comprehend. You have no idea how strong you are. You have no idea how capable you are, how far you can go, the things that you can accomplish until you truly test yourself. And for me, there's this kind of profound clarity now that we are capable of so much more than we realize. And it's, it's hard because until you've experienced something like an ultra, the weight of those words that you are capable of so much more than you comprehend. I don't know if that fully resonates with people, but I'm telling you it's true that you are way more capable than you realize. You are way stronger than you realize, and you can go way further than you realize. You can accomplish way more than you realize. You just have to let yourself try. You have to let yourself set huge goals and pursue them relentlessly. And I think that you will be shocked at what you're capable of, how far you can go, how strong you are, 
and how resilient you are. That was another huge takeaway was that you can be in an immense amount of pain and simply keep going. You can simply keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I think that that applies to life in so many powerful ways because so many times I think people don't live up to their potential because we start to think that we're imposters. We start to have self-doubt. We start to let peer pressure creep in and influence the thoughts that we're having. When, if you had any idea how capable you are, if you had any idea how strong you are and how much you can overcome, you would not let today's obstacle stop you. You would not let tomorrow's obstacle stop you. You would persevere and you would push through. And my hope is, is that somehow everybody can realize the massive amount of untapped potential that is living in every single one of us and to find ways to push those boundaries, find ways to get out of our comfort zone and, and, and drive forward because there is an immense more immense amount more that we're capable of than we're letting ourselves. And I think that it's, it's just really powerful to, to recognize that and, and to, to feel all that. Which brings me to my next takeaway, which is that outside of the comfort zone is where growth happens. So I knew that running an ultra would be painful. What I didn't know is that I would be in pain from step one. I didn't know that my body would lock up at mile 10. I thought I would have pain happen at mile 30, mile 35, mile 40, or whatever it might be. So I was forced out of my comfort zone very early on in the race and had to keep going. And it feel like it changed me as a person because growth was necessary. I had to tap into some different mental reserves. I had to tap into some different mindset statuses. Um, and by forcing myself, even beyond that, even by signing up for the ultra, I felt like I grew. And so a huge takeaway for me is, and, and something I want to share with everybody and encourage everybody, is to actively find ways to depart from your comfort zone. Because in your comfort zone, you will not experience growth. Outside of your comfort zone is where growth happens, and you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself possible. And the only way to find that is to do things that force you out of your comfort zone. So make the call you don't want to call. Try the business you don't want to try. Run the ultra marathon. You know, talk to the, the friend that you don't want to talk to. Have the hard conversation. Do the things that force you out of your comfort zone because that is where growth occurs. And it's powerful. And once you start to realize the levels at which you can grow you start to realize that you're capable of so much more. And that's been a really cool takeaway for me is that, you know, I ran 105 kilometers. I ran 65.61 miles. And my takeaway from it is I was like, what's next? How much further can I go? And so I literally today signed up for a 100-mile point-to-point ultramarathon on Antelope Island next March. And I'm going to do it. And it's just wild because as you grow your perspective of what's possible will also grow. And as you get out of your comfort zone, that becomes your new comfort zone. And now there's this whole nother level of things that you can break into, this whole next level of evolution that you can experience as a person that is just incredibly profound and powerful. And I hope and pray that everybody can find ways 
to intentionally get out of their comfort zone and learn just how much you can grow and, and what you're capable of and, and, and how far you can take your life. Um, the other, the other big, the other big profound kind of takeaway for me from my ultra is this belief that if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together and that anything massive is going to take help is going to take a team. I think that I've had a tendency sometimes in my life to have a chip on my shoulder and, you know, carry the weight of the world on my shoulders and think that I can go at it alone and stubbornly sometimes even on principle push through or get things done on my own. And through the course of my ultra, it became crystal clear how critical a team is and support. It was really neat because as you're running this loop, you got to build relationships with the other runners. You also got to run past your aid station every mile. And my wife was there supporting me the entire time and was such a powerful support system for me that I think related well beyond just ultra running. I mean, it was really powerful because we got to use this event to sort of show how strong our relationship is and how strong our bond is. But it made our marriage stronger. It literally made my connection with my, my wife stronger because I learned for the first time in my life, running felt like a team sport. And I think that that idea of if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together can be applied to so many different facets of life. It applies to business. It applies to family. It applies to friendships and relationships. It also applies to, you know, political endeavors and social movements or whatever it might be that if we want to make real impact, if we want to go far, it is critical that we have a team of supportive people around us and that people buy in and go together. And I just think that, you know, that idea of if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together is, is just so powerful and applies to so many different ways of our life because we need each other and we need to support each other. And we need to surround ourselves with people that, that lift us up and we need to lift each other up. And if we can somehow find a way to create a powerful community, a real community, I believe we can make more impacts and more differences in the world than we realize. And I truly believe that if we want to go far, we need to go together and we need to all rally around each other and spread goodness and spread joy and spread positivity um, because it's amazing what we can do when we team up and when we, uh, when we join forces. So those are a few of the, uh, a few of the takeaways. I know that I'm not articulating them perfectly because I'm speaking from the heart. None of this is scripted, but I did feel like it was important for me to sort of, sort of share my experiences from running an ultra and a marathon in the same month. And, uh, truly a life-changing experience. Um, something that I hope everybody gets to experience at some point, your own version of an ultra. So thank you for joining. Keep inspiring others by example. Keep doing good in the world. Remember that you are capable of far more than you comprehend. You're stronger than you realize. Your growth will happen outside of your comfort zone. 
And if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together.